Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This week, Microsoft forgot what the definition of gameplay was. And now we begin. Matt. Hello, Nate. Hello. What are we doing? This is the Gamers 2 Podcast for May 8th, 2020. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry. He's surprising me with things. Trying to get a spiel. I like it. I like that you're trying to get a spiel. And I realized, I don't know if you, I don't know if you realized that I realized right after I said the Microsoft thing, mm-hmm. I went, I don't know where to go. I didn't have I didn't have a transition to your beautiful spiel. I like broke and I was like, yeah, Matt, please fix me. Help. I don't know what to do. Well, we don't really. Um, we don't have structure. We have structure. We have structure of toothpicks. I mean, traditionally, a podcast would have like an intro, an opening content, yeah. you know, like that type of thing. And we just kind of do high content. Usually, or like, hi, we start talking. I like it. Do you, do you have it memorized? No, I, I have it. On, okay. I wrote it on my phone, yeah. and I was still working out wording up until like two minutes ago. Okay, so give it, give it one more, one more once over, and then we'll we'll uh, you know truly begin. But give it, give it one more, one more, just love. Oh God, this is. You're all right. You'll be okay. You got this. All right. This is the Gamers 2 Podcast for May 8th, 2020. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry. Play music. Hey, Matt. (laughs) Okay. There it is. Yeah. So play whatever music. When I say play music, just hit something on your phone or something and play that little bit of intro for yourself. And then we'll, uh, we'll continue. Yeah, so there you go. There's the... Uh, I think those are our three steps. My BS opening, your new correct line, a little bit of music, and then hello, Matt. There's your... That's our... Welcome to the Flowchart Podcast. This or, is the creative process. So if you have commentary of your own of the current process, let us know. In the comment section below. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Hit that bell icon. Uh, what was the what was the Ray Ray William douchebag? Uh, leave your interesting and creative comments in the, or whatever interesting creative thoughts in the comment section below. Anyway, let's continue. Yes, gaming news things. 
releases, believe it or not. I saw a few on there. Quite literally, a couple. A couple. A coupling. A coupling of releases. Oh, we're going to have a lot of breaks in this podcast because I don't know if Matt's going to all of a sudden have another I don't. Sentence, that's it. So. That's all I okay. got. All right. We're moving on. I don't have a spiel for your curated new release thing. We'll work on that. All right. Still workshopping four years into it. Uh, number one is Fury Unleashed for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number two is Megabyte Punch for the Switch. Those are the only two things I had on my list of new releases this week. That's is that nor- that's weird, and I feel like it's a that- it's a it's a slow week. It was a more it was a more news week, and that's not saying much. Yeah, for sure. This is a um, the news this week is heavily curated in the fact that there was a lot of news. A lot of it was boring fluff. We shall say that this podcast excels. And boring fluff. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get away from the, um, you know, Nate's favorite MPD numbers. I know he always likes them, but it's I I <laughs> like them, just not when they mean nothing. Yeah, which is what they're going to mean until January of next year. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, console sales are down for the rest of this year. Here's the MPD report. Yeah, I don't care. And stuff that's like obvious. It's hard. I mean, sometimes it's hard to avoid that those things. Oh yeah, in August, I bet Madden is one of the top selling games. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, Call you're of Duty, well, you're the best selling game of the year. Surprise, yeah. Call of Duty. Oh, weird. It does that almost every year, except for that one year that two K NBA two K showed up. I put a drink somewhere. It's uh, disappeared. Oh, it's uh, windowsill. Thank you. Hiding behind the curtain. Yeah. Oh, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. What? Are those curtains new? No, they've been there. They've been there forever. I don't know. Year. I've never. I've never. Every noticed podcast them we've ever done this, they've been there. I appreciate that, though. Would you like news article number one or two? I have no preference. I'm not the decision I'll, maker. Oh God, uh, I'll take evens there. Okay, we got a long one for number one. Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront. From 2004, has received an update on Steam and GOG that adds multiplayer to the game. I think this is important that Matt reads this one uh, because I'm not going to play Battlefront from 2004. I'm not either. I'm not sure why it was updated. Do we want tinfoil hat theories? Conspiracy uh, theories around May the 4th and what everything might be Star Wars content-wise? The current... The popular conspiracy theory that I kept see popping up on Reddit and whatnot was the old, uh, you know, trying to attract attention to the Star Wars games because there's something coming down the pipeline and they want mind share. It, I like the idea. It's definitely a possibility. It also could be that there's nothing coming, so we need to keep people on as many platforms as they are. That's true. That's a good. Uh, that's it a good could point. be that, mm-hmm. or or. It could be the first idea of something coming down the pipeline, but they also need everybody to forget what currently happened. So go back and play beloved things before we bring out big new shiny toy. Like they have to distract you before they put another thing in front of you. Maybe. Like, hey, what's in my left hand? It gets slapped with the right. We'll never know. I still feel like I have wing sauce in my mustache. It's so bugging me. Anyway. 
I feel you. We had the we the quick story. We had these wings. They were bourbon flavored. The sauce was really saucy, like that thick. thick, yeah, thick saucy, thick syrupy saucy. Two and C's like, thick. It has straight up messed up my mustache. Yeah, I know it's messed mine up. Um, I want to just go home and like put conditioner in my mustache. I either want to do that, or I'm so tempted to just take the trimmer and just gone. Yeah. Whole thing gone. Problem solved. Because then I get a fresh face and I can just scrub that face and it'll be all good. But then the mustache is gone, so you know problems. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars. I mean, we technically we would have done Star Wars stuff last or no one two no it would be this week mm-hmm. where we would actually be covering the May the fourth yeah stuff. Yeah, uh, which we and we're going to for the yeah, most part. We're going to not uh, not our normal. I mean, it's, I slim the fat. Yeah, I mean we're we're as much as you said gaming. Did you say like geek culture? Because that's basically where we are as well. Yeah, we're in there. We just... focus on gaming, but we are enveloping of of nerd culture for the most part. The Venn diagram has a very large cross section, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a third circle called sports, and that's sometimes shoots up. Sometimes. Depends on if I'm allowed to talk or if sports are actually happening. Yeah. You guys want to hear about baseball cards? Number two, continuing with Star Wars news, CEA. Oh, I almost just said CAEO. <laughs> oh, sorry. Continuing with Star Wars news, EA CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed what we all should have suspect- suspected. Oh, God. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will have sequels. During an earnings call, he said that the game is the first title in an entirely new franchise. <sighs> yep, trimming the fat. <laughs> Let's just move on. Well, we could have talked about um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. More more impressive than... Although there was literally nothing said about it, other than it exists. Yeah. And... It'll be out sometime this year. And I'm pretty sure when the game from Respawn of Fallen Order was in development and stuff, they were talking about more than one game. I guess this is the you know confirmation that there's more than one. But I believe there were quotes from them beforehand that there was going to be more than one. And with like the way the story is and stuff, it sets itself up easily for for more of them. I just hate the title being Star Wars Jedi colon. Yeah, I that I've always that's always been my bug, but it's whatever it is. It interesting to see what they would do with more. I have my own thoughts about the game that I've spoken about back when I played it. Star Wars Sith Rising Order. Order Rising. Order Arisen. Yeah, uh-huh. All those things. Uh let's let's play the part right before. Let's do Star Wars Sith uh, uh Rising Order, whatever you want it to be. Like let me be executing order sixty six. Let me play the back once again, stop making good guy games. It's like it's annoying. Know. I'm not gonna get into it. Because you can I'm... easily you can easily flip the script. And paint not the Sith necessarily. You can paint the Sith not necessarily in like a in a good light, but you can definitely paint the Jedi in this annoying childish light, which lends the Sith to act, you you as a person actually want to kill them because they're just annoying toddlers. 
Yeah. And you're like, you don't understand what we're doing. The whole constant bad guy thing. Like, I see this grand vision. Shut up. I'm here to kill you. I'm going to snap my fingers and Thanos comes. You know, it's all Disney. That's all I'm saying. Well, there's hope. Thanos and Star Wars. Possibility. Thanos and Fortnite. Star Wars and Fortnite. Coincidence? Don't think so. Same universe. Six degrees of Thanos. They were both in Fortnite. Boom. Kylo Ren was saved by the snap. He came back from Doctor Strange. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Somebody tell me. (laughs) There is hope on the horizon. Oh, no. More Star Wars? Yeah. Taika Waititi is directing and co-writing a Star Wars film. Also, there's another Star Wars series being developed for Disney Plus by Leslie Headland from Russian Doll and Bachelorette fame. I don't know her, but I know Taika. Yeah. She, he's co-writing with another writer who's... Yeah, there were three people I yeah. saw in, like the, in the pictures. I, I can't remember her name, but she was like from other stuff. Like She was not won a BAFTA award, nominated for yeah. an Emmy or an Oscar or something. I'm, I'm pumped to see Taika get a whole movie mm-hmm. in the Star... When we were watching Mandalorian and episode seven... Seven or eight, it starts with an isolated shot of two stormtroopers that have uh, the child. And they're having a very Taika Waititi moment. And it turns out, I think it was was it Seth Rogen and Taika Waititi were the two. Uh, it was two comedians, but it wasn't it wasn't those two. It was it wasn't um, Rogan. I thought it was. No, it was like I can't remember who it was. Um, but. but yeah, they they were in those suits in the stormtrooper suits, and they were having a very human conversation. That for whatever reason, a ton of movies take out of things that Taika I think puts into that. Like they're silly conversations. But also, what would two stormtroopers just be doing that are told to guard this thing? Like, oh, let me see it. No, no, you can't see it. What's in the bag? Let me see it's in the bag. And just this whole, I don't know, maybe last five minutes, not even. But watching it, I was like, this is perfect. This is what I want out of like this universe that has all these vast characters. And then rather than you show me uh, a nobody at the end of seven, seven, six, eight, at the end of eight, that's moving a broom. Don't show me that kid. Show me the stormtroopers that are told to guard what looks like a baby Yoda and are just like, come on, man, let me see what's in the bag. And then just having their own like goofy fight with each other, like mm-hmm. two friends would. It's like, it makes sense. That's it's, it takes this supposed to be like, we're never not serious, dark world. Guys, the prequels exist. Nothing serious. <laughs> and then they try to make it all this dark stuff in the movie. And then they have this moment of just two stormtroopers hanging out. And I'm like, what? Extend that to a whole movie, and I love the idea. Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars. Okay. Jojo Rabbit, Star Wars. Instead of Hitler, it's Vader. And you have this youngling. (laughs) Young Kylo Ren. (laughs) Even if it was just like... it, It would be so stupid, but you could have the gap between 3 and Rogue One. Where, or no, because who does Vader take on? Vader takes on an apprentice. 
at some point. He takes on multiple, I think. But Yeah, I think the whole idea is he always has an apprentice, but they're not anyone of consequence. Right, so just have that basically be Jojo Rabbit, because Hitler's not actually there in Jojo Rabbit. He's a manifestation of the child's mind. So have the same thing, where Hitler's just showing up. <laughs> He's like, everybody keeps calling me crazy. I don't understand it, and just all this stuff. And, and if you want to show me a child turning over to the light side, in a good and like a fun way of like breaking the idea of the empire and things. Jojo rabbit really does it. You basically just swap Nazis and Jews for the empire and the rebels. You need to watch Jojo rabbit. And I think you would a hundred percent. I get what he's talking about. And if it fits perfectly. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm, sure. I, I'm just pumped to see a full. I didn't, I have the, I don't have, well, it's not unfortunate, but I need to go back and watch Taika movies before Guardians. You mean before? Well, not, sorry, before Guardians, before. um, Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Because, uh, what was that? James Gunn was. Yeah. Guardians. Um, before, oh, which I'd take a James Gunn Star Wars movie as well. Yeah, so would if, I. If anyone's well, asking. We'll see, let's see what DC does first, then we'll, let's see if he can save Suicide Squad before we move to that. Um. But yeah, I, I need to see him before that and before JoJo and before he started to like really start ramping up. I need to see some of his older works just to see if they're also in that style and that he if he can take the title of my favorite director. Because right now he's in the running. So, I don't know. I am intrigued. Shall we continue? Sure. I don't know if you're looking up anything pertinent before I move away from Star Wars. No, I'm just looking at, uh, you know, his career. Okay. Plus, it, all right, so let's not talk only about Taika. I feel like that's not fair. I just just what I'm most excited for. Uh, do we know what the other Star Wars series is? Like who it's supposed to focus on or anything? Or uh, and we Nothing. Saw, we saw Mandalorian uh, Season 2 is confirmed. Season two is confirmed. The one of the one one of the episode directors showed a photo with the child, um, and then today news got out that uh, Boba Fett will be. I actually I don't want to say that because the actor who played Jango Fett, who we assume is what Boba Fett looks like, was cast in. The Mandalorian. Right. But I'm not sure if they specifically, if we specifically know he's cast to play Boba Fett. Because no, because there he are be clones. Because, well, it's because of clones, but also because of where the timeline is. Boba should be long dead. Not necessarily. Because right? I thought this was years after after nine. This is before. Four. I think or no, this is, is this between six and seven. This is between six. No, this is this is between six and seven. I think. Yeah, but either way, it's it's far removed. Wait, when was it? No, I thought it was later than that because no, between six and seven makes sense because Yoda's dead. It's supposed to be anyway. Five at, five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So after six. So. He might not be dead, but it would be really, I don't want them to, if it is him, I don't want them to shoehorn it in. You know what I mean? Like, I'd almost rather them just have like a passing moment. 
where he shows up in an episode and then like almost scoffs at him and then just disappears. But we'll see. Yeah, so the actor is coming back, and I'm just double checking right now. Um the actor's coming back, but we aren't a hundred percent positive that he's actually playing Boba Fett. Um I kind of suspect that he's gonna be playing one of the clone troopers. Okay, yeah. Because um I haven't been watching it, but if you've been following Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff, they're pretty some of them are, are prevalent in those series. That and my understanding of the last like five Clone Wars episodes, they keep just showing perspectives of Order sixty six getting executed, mm-hmm. of just like what's happening at like all the different places that as it's happening. So it's like, okay, you just you guys have just clue. All right, clones, yeah, problems. Here we go. <laughs> Let's move on to number four, though, shall we? Number f- four. What? No. <laughs> Number four, Amazon Game Studios is launching their first big budget original game on May 20th. Crucible is a free-to-play sci-fi third-person shooter that mixes together a bunch of popular game designs. Crucible will feature a roster of different characters with specific abilities and three distinct game modes that each touch on competitive gaming's biggest genres. The first mode, called Heart of the Hives, will be a four-versus-four mode pitting two teams against ai controlled enemies the second mode alpha hunters will put eight teams of two against one another in a battle royale style contest with the last man standing declared the winner and the last mode harvester command sounds a bit like dota 2 and league of legends by putting two teams of eight up against one another in a contest to collect essence and level up your characters mid-game attack the clones you get it? Because it's a clone. It's a clone of other games. It's a clone of other games, but it's butchered like the clones were because it's an amalgamation of a bunch of other games. And the problem is, I don't think it'll succeed. Hot takes. I agree. It, it'll be interesting to see if it does, but there's a solid chance that it's too late. The only way I see this succeeding is by Amazon literally throwing money at it to, like, force it into popularity. Yeah. Hey, it's free with Prime. Hey, it's blah, blah, blah. Hey, all these streamers that are on Twitch, play it for a week. Here's some money. Mm -hmm. And hope that works. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll have a better idea. Well, when's Valorant coming out officially? I don't know. Okay, so this might be out. Before Valorant's a thing. This will be out, I no doubt, before Valorant is officially released. Okay. But everybody is also still playing Valorant. Yeah. For the Which, most part. Valorant, in my eyes, is also a clone of sorts. Valorant also has a... It has a scary bubble. Yeah. That could burst. But it, at the moment, looks fine. All right, moving right along. Uh, Activision Blizzard has partnered with Sport Trader to institute betting monitoring in both its Overwatch League and Call of Duty League. Through the multi-year deal, Sport Trader will observe global betting activity connected to the two leagues and report any integrity concerns it finds. This includes issues related to max, max, match fixing 
inside information misuses and other unethical and illegal activities related to betting and gambling. Uh, getting ahead of the curve, I think, on this one. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense because it's it's a mix of like ahead of the curve, but also it's been happening a while. Like, not not the gambling or, or fixing or whatever. Like, gambling's been happening forever, but the your two leagues that you just mentioned have been going on. For a few years. Mm -hmm. So is is this potentially like they got wind of something happening and they're like, okay, need to just do this to to establish everything. Or is it we are worried this might come to the forefront because we're starting to be super successful when I don't know if that's true. I think it's a little bit of the second one. Um, I'm assuming they do want it to become a mainstream thing. And this is just another step where they're. When I said getting ahead of the curve, I meant trying to get in a position to where if something were to occur, they could easily defend themselves um, and not, you know, grab the attention of, you know, regulators and government and whatnot. Yeah, which is always the key when it comes to video games. You do not want people not understanding how to start intervening. Number six, the game though the Tokyo Game Show 2020 and Paris Games Week have been canceled. The Tokyo Game Show will be reshaped into an online event. While I didn't finish dot that dot sentence. dot, <laughs> I assume that is while the Paris Games Week will not. Yeah, the promoters are. Uh, they didn't say anything about doing an online event, but they all they said was that they're. Uh, refocusing on the 2021 event. So I guess you could infer they're not, doing not anything. this yeah. week, this year, which is fine. It's just another one where it's like, are, color me surprised? Because I'm not. So just more confirmations of things that aren't going to happen. Going to be a boring year. New consoles. <laughs> Maybe. There's, there's two very strong camps. Boring year picket sign and new console picket sign. And they're just both looking at each other like, I hope one of you is wrong. <laughs> I'm. I think we might get. I. This is my hot take. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm not confident that we'll see two new consoles this year. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You think one gets out the gate, but the other one gets delayed. And I think UCA Xbox comes out this year and Sony falls into next year. In another hot take, I think that's what Sony should do because if Ooh, they're dragging a good old PS3 style launch. If they're dragging their feet so bad now and all the rumors about issues and stuff they're having, the economy's down, people don't have a lot of money they can be spending. Except for the people spending three thousand dollars on baseball cards. Everything's on pause. Why not? push it six months 12 months it it's an interesting idea and i see where you're coming from transparent about it which is not what they'll do hmm sony are you transparent never heard of the definition of the word nope transparent you mean like where i put up a wall and you can't see what i'm doing no 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 no. like the the wall comes down and you tell us what you're doing nope nope just gonna stand here (laughs) don't worry about it don't don't look over there 
Look at me. Don't look over there. Hey, did you have uh, stuff like leak or something about? Nope. Nothing. It's weird. Weird. Why'd you even bring Sony's that up? Sony's like, have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? I mean, I made the reference to the man behind the curtain, but yeah. Did you make man behind the curtain? Not well, kind of there of the look over, look at me, not that, but uh, more when I said, don't mind the man behind the curtain when I pointed to the curtains and you asked me if they were new. Uh, maybe that's why it's like fresh in my head, but no. I was just like, oh, Sony reminds me of the wizard because like, you know, you see him and then he acts like you don't see him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's 100% where they're like, people are staring at them like, you're not coming out this year, are you? And he's like, no, I'm totally coming out this year. Why would you think any different? Sony, we clearly like the production lines and everything. You're not even putting out messages. I've put out a lot of messages. All my big games are coming out this year. Yeah, exactly. You have nothing for next generation. No, I see no problem. It's like, fuck it, whatever, man. It, it's but it's it's the adult one where they just kind of look at him like, ah, oh, fucking, I'm so out of here. I'm done with you. It's like, all right, where's the door? When the wizard comes back, he's like, oh no, please, please stay. Halo Two Anniversary is coming to PC as part of Halo the Master Chief Collection on May 12th. That's it. Cool. Halo. More Halo. Adding on to the Master Chief Collection. Not the Halo we want. This is not the Halo you're looking for. Really? really you don't like 2? I like 2. I think two's good. I know. But, you know, everyone wants that Halo Infinite information. That's, that's true. I thought you were speaking only of old Halos. Infinite, also not shown during the Microsoft event this week. Yeah. Um, Still have no idea what that game might be. Also might not come out this year. Hmm, interesting. I guess it's relevant, and it's not in, in the Xbox article. They did say their first party event will be next month, I think, or July. Oh, shit, now I can't remember. This summer. Summer of games. It'll happen June or July. The... I think it's July. I think One July. Of the J. One of the J's. One of the good old J's. We'll talk about it when it shows up. That's true. We will. We'll do, we'll do a live react to it. Not really. Not live. Recorded. Maybe. If I We're, live. We're live. We're live. Mm. <laughs> Number eight. ESPN will air live NBA 2K League matches on ESPN2 on three Tuesdays this month. Some league matches will also be shown on the ESPN app and ESPN.com, depending on the day of the week and when in the season you're watching. What? <laughs> what? Starting this past Tuesday through May 19th, the matches will be aired at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Do you have a better way of explaining that to me? Not without a diagram. All right. <laughs> Everybody pull out your pens and a whiteboard. Here AKA we go. ESPN's like, well, ESPN's being ESPN. Let's hedge our bets because we're not sure if people actually want to see this. So let's put it in the, all these obscure time slots at all these obscure places and not throw any actual but, effort. But what does it mean when it says depending on the day of the week and when in the season you're watching? What does that mean? So the matches... Is it on Tuesday at 7 o'clock or not? The ones that are airing live will be at Tuesday, 7 p.m. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Depending on the daytime, whatever, they might have, you know, re-air matches on or live matches on or whatever depending on how they're feeling. Okay, so ESPN might just show NBA 2K games, but at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, it's a live game. Bingo. Wow, that's simple. Say that. Bingo, bongo, bango. when in the season you're watching, hmm, it feels like an autumn day. Maybe 
Maybe it's autumn in the northern hemisphere, and so the Grizzlies will be playing today. What? What? What is that? Oh, I know they mean basketball season, but even that doesn't explain anything to these people. It uh, that hurt my brain to read. That's what I'm here for. I appreciate. I appreciate you. Cyberpunk 2077 has received M for mature rating from the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. Which is also a Peggy 18. No surprise there. I think we can agree. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. Hold on. This is news. Oh, my God. No shit. In the official rating summary over at the SRB, some content is described in detail, giving us some insight into what to expect from the game. Uh, The description states that during the quest in question... Players will assist a character by hammering nails through his hands and feet, resulting in screaming sounds and blood effects accompanying the scene. A few other details of interest. Sex scenes are in first person, and you can customize your genitals. The important thing of this document is where Matt had to write, you can customize your genitals. And I don't say had to, I mean get to. And I edited that statement because originally it said you could customize your genitals size. And then I double-checked. No, you can customize your genitals. So, like, not just the size. Can I have a double dick? Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe side by side, double barrel action. Maybe you could have a sideways, a hammerhead dick. Oh, that's interesting. You could have, like, maybe you could do the the total recall three three boobs. Yeah. (laughs) But not on my chest. Who knows? One on each shoulder and then one in the center of my chest. Maybe I'll have my character have like a shelf ass. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So you put things on it? Yeah. You just got to keep things when you're standing around, you know? Like, oh, there's no room to set my beer down. Or no ass, so I have a smaller hit box. Ooh, that's always true. You get that nice skinny figure and you can just run around and not get hit ever. (laughs) I can't wait, man, for this game because I... I can't wait for everybody not to be able to stream it. Yep. (laughs) Break TOS constantly. That's a good point. Uh... No, it'll be, uh, it's interesting. It's a lot. I mean, the, I don't think any of us are surprised that it was going to, if it was, if they said it was going to be PG 13, that's much bigger news because then I go, well, what happened? Uh, but being rated M, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just, I'm now I'm just curious. I say PG 13. That's not a rating in video games. Teen. Now I'm just curious to see how, how outlandish it actually is. And like, when, I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to have a point. Like, it's not just going to be. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be the, you know, un, Unreal Tournament character creator, but where you can actually, I think, become a shark. But the the options are probably rather extravagant for customization. Probably, but I think I have faith in CD Projekt Red that they might, it might actually, everything they do might actually serve a purpose to some extent. Oh, I'm sure that if like you customize your genitals in a certain way, I I hope that a character like references it at you, where he's like, I, I I mean that's a choice, man. You did that, but you know what? Hey, we're not here to judge. Let's go. <laughs> like he finds you without your pants on or something. He's just yeah. like, you uh, you want to talk? You know what? Never mind. I don't want to. <laughs> they have implants kinda... for that now. Yeah, micro penis. <laughs> You could have gotten that fixed, man. We live in the future. <laughs> like, hey, man, I wouldn't have slept with that hooker robot. That's all I'm saying. Mostly because I did last week and I had to go to the doctor. So just heads up. Like, that's all. 
it'd be interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll have. Some, I'm sure we'll have interesting stories when it does come out. Oh yeah, we will definitely have interesting stories. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in other news, number ten, a story trailer for The Last of Us Part Two was released this week. You're welcome. We watched it. Uh, if you're curious, more, go watch more it. trailer. I mean, I don't need it, but it was, you know, it was interesting. Footage was captured on a PS4 Pro. Uh, makes sense because it's going to release in June. So, you know, it's a, it's an interesting. It had an interesting tag on it, which makes sense. But I just thought I'd mention it. It had a tag that said exclusive to PlayStation 4. Which is weird. Yes. Because I believe we were told it's not. Yes. And the fact that it's, you know, you'd think yeah. it would say exclusive to PlayStation. Right. And not, but it not said put a number on it. PlayStation and... 4. And I was like, hmm. I mean, The Last of Us was exclusive to PlayStation 3. I wonder if that's it, them... until, until it wasn't. I mean, it's, I wonder if that's their subtle way of just being like, you know, it's back, it's compatible, like backwards compatible. Right. But, but there's not a, there's not a five version. It just mm-hmm. runs four version. Yeah. That that would be interesting. Uh, there was a, we'll kind of touch it on it in the Microsoft stuff, but there was a, there are a few tweets I saw that were like, what does exclusive mean anymore? Because it's the same question. I'm, I'm going to bring up the definition of gameplay a lot during our next Microsoft topic, but the definition of exclusive has now gotten so unbelievably blurred that it's terrible to use. Our game is, ex- you know, uh, exclusively on Xbox, but it's also on PC and it's also on the other Xbox services. And oh, by the way, because it's exclusive to Xbox, it's also on PC, which is not how exclusive works is by definition of the word. And then, hey, it's also on Steam. And what it's like, wait, wait, wait. Do you mean just say not on PlayStation? Like that that's better at that point <laughs> because or other ones where like PlayStation exclusively on PS4. Horizon was exclusively on PlayStation. It's on PC. So Death Stranding, Detroit Become Human, uh, you know, all these things that while they are PlayStation, they are now making their way. So it's just, uh, it's it, too convoluted. It's starting and- to go. Every game is exclusive. It's like, wait, no, what? No. My issue with it is um, if you're not uh, like an enthusiast of the industry. If you're it's just, confusing. Yeah, if you're just someone who, like, you know, picks up a game every once in a while and plays and doesn't get deep dive into the news. Like, I said something to someone the other day. We were talking about a game and, oh, we we're talking about Assassin's Creed. And I mentioned how we were we were supposed to see gameplay footage uh, this week yep. on the Inside Xbox event. Yep. And he was like, oh, are they? is the game just coming out on Xbox then? And I was like, oh, no, no. They're just marketing with with microsoft yeah and it's like that type of thing yeah it's in it's all misleading marketing gobbledygook that can confuse a lot of people and when you and i worked in the retail side of it you have people come in and go oh i wanted to buy so and so like for my kid especially around holiday time when you have parents coming in that have no idea and they're handing you a a list drawn in crayon by their kid like oh he said this and then she's like, but I see that it only comes out for the Xbox, and we don't have an Xbox, I don't think. And then it's like, okay, well, here we go. Because you don't know what you have either. 
what color is it? What does it look like? <laughs> like the, the hoops we had to jump through to try to understand what they were looking at. And then also go like, your kid doesn't understand what exclusive means. You have a PlayStation, not an Xbox. And yeah, the game's an Xbox exclusive. So like, I don't know what you want to tell them. Yeah. Uh, and then, or explaining it to them. They're like, Oh, Hey, I wanted to get Mario Kart for the Xbox. And it's like, all right, let's break it back down a bit. But at least with Nintendo, when they say something's exclusive to the Switch and it's a Nintendo title, you don't go, and what else? Yeah. The times we live in. I was going to do a times reference, but I couldn't think of one. Not time creep, not slipping into the future. Uh, the times are changing. That's the one I was going for. But I couldn't think of the B. I could just, all I could think of was the times keep on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into, into the, the future. future. That's all I could think of. Space Champs, right? No? I don't know. I feel like that's on Space Champs. I don't know. Space um, Jams? Space Jam. Space Jams? Space Jam. Jam. That's the Space single jam. jam. There's a lot of jams. You know, welcome to it. But there's only one movie. Except that the second one got announced. Ooh. Coming out in 2021. With LeBron. LeBron. Um, how do you want to do this? For, we're, we're at the point in the show where we're going to cover the Xbox. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. I hear it referred to as Inside Xbox, and I've also heard it referred to as Xbox 2020. Inside Xbox. They keep referring to these events as well. Like I think, okay, so what I heard referenced was going forward every Xbox, maybe Inside Xbox event, or whatever is going to be an Xbox 2020 for the Series X. I don't know. They need to get their shit together. On We're that. calling it Inside Xbox because yeah. that's what they called it. And if they want to call this year like Xbox 2020 and these Inside Xbox episodes fall under that umbrella, that's fine. But what I hear Xbox 2020 is I think of their Microsoft event that they have that I think was in London where it was like MX mm-hmm. something. It was that... Like well, collaborative event so that they, everybody went to. That's X, what I think of. The Xbox 2020 is a stylized thing, too. It says Xbox 2020. Oh, like, like a vision thing. Yeah. Like vision. Exactly. Oh. Which makes sense in a way. I kind of liked it, but I was like, all right. It kind of makes sense until you watch Inside Xbox. <laughs> Spoilers. And your vision isn't that good. Microsoft held an Xbox event this week that focused on quote gameplay you guys remember that call in from the beginning they don't know i don't think you know the definition of that word (laughs) for third-party games releasing on the xbox series x before we get into that uh, before we get into what was revealed i can speak today i swear xbox marketing manager aaron greenberg tweeted this in the aftermath of the event quote clearly we set some wrong expectation and that's on us we appreciate all the feedback and can assure you that we will take it all in and learn as a team, end quote. Spoilers, there wasn't much gameplay. Uh, there were three major takeaways from this event. Games, smart delivery, and optimized for Series X. Uh, Greenberg tweeted that, and then um, Ashraf uh, Ismail from Ubisoft also tweeted something very similar to the effect of, like, we understand, but, like, yeah. You know, we're sorry. We're you'll see more coming up, obviously, because we're in May. You're going to see more going forward. Yeah. But there is a uh, it, what is it? Princess Bride. You told me earlier. Is it Princess Bride? Yeah. 
uh, and the guy says, uh, you keep using that word, and I don't think you know what it means. And that Inconceivable. Was, yeah. yeah, it was very much the 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 way that gameplay was used during this entire thing. We're like, gameplay, and it's like, yeah, it's not what that, no, that's not gameplay. <laughs> so I don't, let's, let's alternate through these. Okay. Through, through our major bullet points. Um, I'll, I'll start off after you, you have introduced us. Optimized for Xbox Series X is another badge because Microsoft loves those. Optimized games will take advantage of Xbox Series X features like 4K resolution at up to 120 FPS, direct storage, hardware accelerated ray tracing, and faster load times. The optimized badge means titles will have been tweaked in some way by developers for the new console. All the games at this event sport the badge. Makes sense. You're not going to have a game at inside Xbox for this event that isn't optimized. Uh, but okay. Yeah. A minor badge, I think more than anything. Yeah. Kind and, of, um, was it, I think maybe they both did it, the PS4 pro and maybe the Xbox one X, the PS4 pro, I think games had a badge that, that was like, you know, enhanced for PS4 pro or something like that. Yeah, they did. They had a, uh, you just some type of marker somewhere that was like this has been enhanced for PS4 Pro or whatever that you when you started it up you get the option of like uh what was it frame rate or resolution type of thing uh it the the badge makes sense i don't know when i want to when i want to rip on this and maybe it'll be during each one of these or maybe i should get it out of the way now but saying that I don't know when I want to do this saying, saying that resolution thing and then watching this video isn't good because I think objectively none of these visually look like they're even close. Mm-hmm. I think Which, there's texture problems all over the place. There's blur issues. Like I watched it both live and uploaded afterwards. And I, every time I watch it, I'm just like, it, it doesn't look good. Which it's kind of, um, it kind of feeds into a little bit into the gameplay statement again, that which we were mentioning that none of these games that we'll talk about in a minute, not none of them, most of them were not actual gameplay. Um, and on top of that, it's an interesting move that Microsoft led with third party games instead of switching their events and doing first party first. And then third party, I suspect there's a a development I, issue going on. It would there. be very interesting if when we get to the first party one, if everything looks gorgeous. Yeah, and then then we run into like PlayStation conversations where we're like, oh no, our first party is the only one that know how to leverage this correctly. Um, but it, yeah, it visually just the other a thing lot of problems which. Might be related, but when I was researching this and doing the quick little summaries for each game, it became pretty apparent that most of these games didn't start off as an Xbox Series X, like in exclusive. Mind. Yeah, like most not, of these, not necessarily exclusive, but yeah, yeah, most of these games were already well in development last year, two years ago, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So in, in the in the discussion of that we'll get through. We'll go game by game when we get there. But uh, 
and then I want to I want to revisit our conversation from earlier, probably after this, about what we were remembering coming to the the PS3 and Xbox One launches, and how some of these visuals could probably play there, and then what we got at the beginning of the PS4 or sorry, yeah, PS3 and Xbox One, PS4 and Xbox One cycle, and what we think might be coming out of new consoles based on what we saw here. So let's let's continue. <clears throat> Smart delivery, we've covered before. Um, Ten of the games we're about to mention will have smart delivery, meaning if you buy it for the current gen, you'll also get it for the Series X version and vice versa. Um, Naturally, EA had to complicate matters by having their own version of smart delivery, which isn't nearly as generous. There's timelines and restrictions, um, as you would expect from EA. We're not going to go into detail on that either. Uh... There's only one game that it falls under that we're we're going to talk about. So, uh, smart delivery, though, as we talked about the first time, is uh, a massive, I think, feature. It's a big win for Microsoft at the moment. It, without if, hear, without hearing Sony doing anything like it, it's giant. Yeah. So, like, if Sony meets it, gamers are winning big time. Yeah. If Sony doesn't, that's a massive selling point to switch. Not yeah. even well, not even to necessarily switch, but for if, for Xbox people to not bother switching. Yeah, so like that's exactly it. If you own an Xbox One and they you you know they do smart delivery, which it seems like from what we've heard already, a lot of people are on board with this. Um, that's all those people are going to just migrate to a Series X, which. It seems like Microsoft's playing the long game here. They're not going for the big sales numbers right out the gate. They know that it's going to be a slow adoption this cycle, but they're just like, all right, let's just do the incremental upgrades, incremental upgrades. Right, which I think is what I've touched on and you in in previous times when we start discussing what the new consoles mean and that Microsoft gave up this current console race three years ago. And said, we need to start planning for the future and screw consoles like as a as the selling point. Make the features and services and all that stuff our selling point. Uh, what is this called? Sorry, smart delivery, Game Pass, like all these things. Make those the reason you want to be here. The console will be a benefit. Not for the sure. console is the reason you're here and the other things are the benefit. They flipped the discussion on those. And I think that immensely set them forward going into the next generation and the generation after that. Yeah. And for sure, like it, seeing the whole picture of the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, Xbox one going forward, Microsoft has never really had a console that they made a ton of money on. Right. Um, most of their console generations, when they've launched for sure, they've been losing money on the consoles. Yep. And that's always kind of been their business model. And, what they're doing now almost seems like a culmination of all of that thought process where they're like, you know, it's, it's the whole picture coming together. Finally, like someone's been bringing a piece here and there every once in a while. And it's just kind of like coming to fruition now. Yeah. And it, and it's the, the joke of the all seeing Phil. Uh, But when Phil did take over, a lot of these changes basically started getting put in and, and he has, not that he is alone in the credit deserved, but he is the fo- the face of what this new Xbox mission has become and started to lead and actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. So 
I yeah. mean, we'll yeah, see. Xbox, you're doing good. You're doing good things. We'll see. How do you want? Do you want me to read the games? I know you generally. Like I am to, normally like I normally do like to comment. Uh, I'll I'll read through them. Yeah, go for it because this is just going to get me blood boiling again. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, there were 13 games shown. Most were in-engine footage, but not necessarily gameplay, not actual gameplay. Uh, we'll talk about them in the order they were shown through the stream. Okay, so before he starts, it's exactly what he just said. They're in-engine footage, but when you tout gameplay leading up to this whole thing, and I believe Microsoft's marketing said something along the lines of, like, tomorrow changes everything, or, like changes everything was a tagline or something along those lines where they're touting these big things and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, when you watch these, if you're listening to this, when we're done, it's a 30 minute video, go watch it. You can find it relatively anywhere. Just type in inside Xbox when then however many days ago since Thursday happened, Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so however many days since Wednesday happened, I know that really helps you guys out with the dates, but uh, and and just watch the thirty minutes and see if you pick out what we're saying. Where in engine footage, clearly it was shot in the game engine, but nobody's playing the game. Based on what we can see, it doesn't look like anything's being played. It all looks cinematicy, and none of it looks particularly well. I think there was. There were probably two I think or three. three. I think there were three where we could say that there were gameplay. It was the uh, twin stick looking one, the flight one, and then the very, very first one they showed. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else, it was like, and even those gameplay ones are not complete gameplay. There's a lot of no HUD things. It's all still a scripted event. There's not, you know, actual like game demos that we always complain about from E3 where you'll have somebody like, uh, Alpha Squad uh, checking in, and you're like, no gamer talks like that. That's not a thing. So, kind of going back to something we said earlier is I kind of I do appreciate Microsoft's transparency on all of this, where clearly this was a blunder, and you know, like we mentioned in the quote, people came forward and said this is a mistake on our part. Uh, uh, the creative director for Valhalla was like. Yeah, there was a miscommunication on as far as like marketing this and everything. Yeah. Like, it was nice to see that come up really quickly. Yeah, it came up really quickly. And it's just one of those where I'm happy it came up quickly. It also shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I, I'm i a little bit more forgiving of it because um, this is kind of a, I mean, clearly everyone's doing things outside their normal comfort zone. Right. It's so I, I am forgivable. I, I kind of see the human side of it. But at the same time, these are multi-billion dollar cor- corporations that these... have hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of employees if you go through all of their subsidiaries and everything. Right. It's hundreds of thousands of employees. And as much as like, okay, all of this is you know, different for them, all in air quotes with the word different, they've also done stuff like this they've run event this is not microsoft's first inside xbox reveal of games you know what the what people when you hear gameplay you know what people are thinking so i don't know where you think you're going to get away from that i don't mm. know if it was too many interns saw an email and like it just got thrown together through things and people are like 
oh no no we're gonna show gameplay at this point and they're like they showed said show gameplay put it in and they press the button and there there it went and then everybody was just like ah all right screw it they said gameplay so now we're running with it um I don't know if that happened or it, the other the other joke of this, and it's not anything to do with the games, but I want to I want to say it first. Uh, I think his name was Damon. I don't remember his last name. Was one of the guys from Xbox, like hosting the event, essentially hosting the the. I don't even know if it was a live stream or if it was a uh, like recorded video that they then put just as a live stream to play it. My guess is on the latter. Mm-hmm. Uh Microsoft should send that man a webcam and a microphone. That shouldn't even be a question. Send him a high quality, at least a 1080p webcam and a microphone. So he's not wearing the headset. Make him nice and crisp to hear and nice to see. You're trying to tout this whole thing about visuals and he doesn't look good. And he works at Microsoft. This shouldn't be hard. Not to mention all your games already look bad. At least make him look good. Don't make the whole thing look bad as an attempt to cover it. Come on. Shall we get into the games? <laughs> yeah, let's run into the games. Let's see here. Games. Um, so first up is Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, it's apparently developed by a single person in China. I'm assuming using Unreal Engine because uh, of reasons. Because um, <laughs> why not? The plot rundown is that it's 2036 and a mysterious phenomenon has scientists baffled as an old mystery brings together the histories of two different worlds. Uh, it expands on the original episode available on Steam into a more fully featured game. And so, that's where the whole Unreal Engine thing ah, okay. comes in. Uh, and here's the fun part. Based on the trailer, you could not tell me any part of that. Nope. Um, it's like, okay, at one yeah. point there are guns, and there is a guy fighting a guy with like a sword and shield. Mm-hmm. But the architecture is Japanese, in nature, yeah. And then he has like psionic power things, and like then the old, uh, and... the old what? What was that thing that it was in all the games the past couple of years? The uh, the I, mm, uh, uh, the thing, the the whip, the. The claw you throw into the air and... and grappling hook? Grappling hook. Ah, okay. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, you want to whack the monitor, whack the wild, wall. Wild monitor appeared. Nate's slowly pushing me into like a corner with all of his stuff. I'm and... not slowly pushing you into a corner. I just happen to actually need to boot that computer up this week. So, sorry. Hacker man over here. Um, Dirt 5. Oh, did you have anything else you want to say about Bright? Uh, going into into that though in bright it was one of the ones we saw gameplay in yep it at least looked like gameplay it doesn't look like the combat and stuff looks at least interesting and like traversal looks smooth and whatever but when it came to one like the textures and everything i don't know if they're just trying to hide bad textures with the way the weather system was happening and stuff but it it just did not look crisp anywhere and i except for like the numbers of ammo in the gun and i was like i don't okay this is xbox series x enhanced all in air quotes i'm like I, with what with what technology yeah it kind of had a cyberpunk feel to it and i'm wondering if that's the cheap people's cheap way of making things look cyberpunk is like it's having these like that dystopian filter type thing yeah the it. glossy yeah. and like film mm. grain like kind of look like maybe glossy texture rough texture glossy text you know <laughs> um what was the other thing oh the other thing i want to mention is uh the 
little episode that's up on Steam that's been there for years that this is based on. All the reviews, the review aggregate of it is very positive. So, All right. So something. Hey. Something to say. And honestly, maybe the first episode plays and looks better than this. Mm-hmm. Maybe. maybe it does. I don't know. Uh, Dirt 5 was up next. Um, I have nothing written for it because Dirt 5, it's pretty straightforward. The only thing I have to say about it is it gave me hardcore Forza Horizon 4 vibes. It does give, it, it gives me those and it gives me like OG crew vibes in a way, like with all the cars and stuff. But mm-hmm. I I think that's unfair to Dirt to say. Because I, I agree. I know what you mean in, in us having played a lot of Horizons mm-hmm. 4 and, and this giving it vibes. But I feel like if we were... The trailer we cut were, is what it is. It's with the, the music, tra- the, trailer the colors, cut the way is, the trailer's cut. Yeah, the trailer cut is very Horizon 4 trailer cut, kind of. Uh, but I feel like if we were if we were dirt racers, like if we were the, in the dirt franchise more, we would be saying the exact same thing about Horizons 4 coming off of the back of Dirt 4 and 3. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, that's pretty cl- Like, okay. Uh, and then watching it this time, it's like it, they're slowly just getting very close together. Uh, but it did it did look it probably looked as like one of the best games visually out of this whole thing. Mm. And but it is Codemasters who makes a good looking and well done racing game. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only dirt that I've had is Dirt Two, and it looked phenomenal. I had Rally, and you guys watched me fail trying to race down a mountain track for thirty minutes. Dude, those games are hard. Dude, Rally is so hard really hard i tried playing i think original dirt and then i tried playing rally and just doing like an actual rally course and not knowing when he says like 30 right and i'm like mm-hmm. i and only played for a like, couple hours and i didn't realize like degrees or i don't know and, how they've skewed in the recent ones but dirt 2 i don't know when dirt rally came out i'm assuming it's been a, a while might have been right after that right they're not they're sim they're sim games they're yeah. not like, you know, they're not like Horizon. Yeah, they are sim games, and it was also funny. I could not play Rally in third person. Yeah. I had to put myself in the car. It's the only way I could drive because if I saw what the car was doing, I would overcorrect and crash constantly. But if I mm-hmm. felt what the car was doing, I could just slightly just kind of gently move it, and I would yeah. be fine. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a whole thing. But, dirt, I mean, Dirt 5, hey. Yeah. Dirt 5. Nothing to complain about. There was one... I think it might have been in the post stuff when they were talking about it that they put uh, maybe it was an oval track or something in now where you had unbalanced cars. So like you had a, your largest tire was your back right tire and stuff. And your entire idea was just to drift around the entire track. Oh, like dirt track racing. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you were built like the car was built with misshaped tires to do that specific thing where you mm-hmm. just never stopped almost drifting around the entire thing. I was like, all right, that's different. Mm-hmm. Have you ever went to the dirt track races and like the Utica Rome Speedway? Once when I was, oh God, I don't even know how young I was. I went one time uh, when I was younger as well and uh, that style of racing and I got hit in the eye with a uh, rock. Yeah. Up no, in the stands. I believe it. Pretty classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> you guys um, like dirt track racing? You like, never mind. That's, I was going to take that to a way darker spot. Let's move on. Next up is Scorn. A first-person horror adventure game designed around the idea of being thrown into the world. Uh, there's an actual, there is actual gameplay footage on their website, which but is not even this... more confusing because this was a trailer with no first person. Mm-hmm. 
no gameplay. Yep. But they have it on their site. They do. They, like, dude, I was baffled. I went to their website, pretty, pretty bare bones website. And I was just clicking through, you know, and I saw this tab. I was like, media. Okay, I'll check that out. They have three videos up. They have like a trailer. They have a, like a video that's just gameplay. And then they have the new Xbox Series X reveal trailer. Why didn't you play the gameplay? Well, like, <laughs> it's it's one of those added to the questions we have. I thought this one was the I don't I don't know how to say it, but the aesthetic, the design, everything. I actually thought it was interesting looking. Like it is. It is very. It looks dark and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, like gothic kind go- of uh, gothic disgusting horror gothic gory yeah uh, uh yeah i don't i don't normally go for horror games space so. gothic horror because he like had the thing mm-hmm. and put it into the other thing and i don't know yeah that's descriptive by the way if you watch the video you'll know what i mean when i say he takes the thing and he puts it into the thing just, just go watch it there's a lot of it's weird s- sexual like um which almost brought me to uh oh god i can't remember the game doing i played from pax but it was uh it, it wasn't uh, what what is that author? Oh God, who's Cthulhu's author? Oh, uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, it it was like sexual Lovecraft, and it was just like weird. And I was like, I uh, something something about this. Uh, next up, we have a it's game. A, it's a genre. Yeah, it's a genre. Next up, we have a game called Chorus. Uh, players take control of dual protagonists, ex-cultist Nara, an ace pilot with a haunted past, and Forsaken, a sentient AI starfighter and her closest ally, with a mysterious backstory of his own to unravel. Uh, it's a story-driven, single-player experience. And if you watch the trailer, you'd think the game was called Corvus. Yeah, I'm still... Damn Roman lettering or whatever that is. Whatever font that is that makes you use look like V's. I'm not even like see at this point I'm still everything online had it written as chorus. But I'm not convinced that it's not Corvus because or Cor Cor Corvus however you'd say that because it that's a fucking V. Alright, I don't care what you tell what you tell me, that's a V. Also I think Corvus sounds way cooler. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think it not only sounds cooler, but I think it also makes sense for what the trailer depicts. Yeah. Chorus doesn't sound threatening. Corvus sounds like something you don't want to mind meld with to fly a plane. Uh, um, after Chorus came Madden 21. Uh, it's Madden. Speaking of EA's smart delivery. Yep. Um, trying to think of anything to say about it. I don't think they really said anything about it. It's a lot than, of Madden. Yeah, it's just more Madden. Patrick Mahomes looked like the best host of the entire thing. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so whatever pre-recorded footage he had, you guys should have just done the same thing. Yeah. Um, after Madden was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Two. Uh, I don't have a description on it because I it's was originally announced in March of 2019. So I just said fuck it. Um, and we have seen, we've seen it, other stuff from it before. This was probably the most we've seen of it. Uh, I don't personally have any interest in it. Um, I, I have no interest in it. It It's another one that fails in its visual check where hard, hard. that one was hard. Yeah. There are all, uh, I was just like, wow, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh no. You know what's funny is when I was researching these, it came up that like, it's a, it has a cult following because the original was Wait. really good. And it came out around the time of half-life and if some other games. And I was like, it looks like it, it did. If I can find a video that I think it is, I need to show you the original, but the, this one has has makings of being an Xbox One PS4 launch title. And even then, debatable to PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. Because it just, none of it is, it's all rough. It all just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it visually does not look good to me. Like the, and it I'm, looks talking, like it I'm was talking about made, specifically the cutscenes. It looks like it was made with Source Engine. One. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the the cinematics because there's once again when you're in first person the most offensive first person spot is the very last shot where you, they show you start like dancing again mm-hmm. and you look down at your hands and you start snapping i'm like oh my that looks terrible why would you show me that but even in the beginning the beginning had me so hyped for thinking it was a joker game or some other type of game and then they show the character's face that's there and you see his face and i'm just like oh god oh yeah, oh, why did they show you? Don't show me that. 
but like body movements looked janky. There was just a lot of like, ah. I realize that we probably sound like video game snobs, but this isn't like this type of event, which was very short. You only got a couple, like a minute or two of each video game. Like it's not, it doesn't suit itself well to the type of games that, that put graphics second and like in, gameplay or story first. In the way exact, they presented exactly it. that, and then when you said you're going to do gameplay, but you do, but you switch it and do story, basically story, like story, story trailers, story yeah, setting trailers. Things. I don't know, and and they don't look well. Like none none of these look good, and we, we are coming off snobby about it, but it's not wrong. Like go yeah. go look at them, and you'll see what we're talking about, and. I just hope for the people that are in that cult following of Vampire Masquerade. What, what is it? Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I, I hope the people that like that game like this second one. Yeah. I hope it works for them. I'm not going to play it, but I hope it works for them. And this is also going to what we're saying about the gameplay thing. You, in this moment, you should be putting your best foot forward with a very good vertical slice. Yeah. I don't need to see your full game. Show me your two-minute vertical slice of your best. And none of these, I think, did that. No. Which not isn't necessarily the developer's fault either. I want to say that because that might not have been what... This might... We don't know who's right. to blame specifically for this. This might be what Microsoft asked for. And didn't say, or you know, when they asked, you know, it, it could have been a rush job for some of them. Maybe they asked on, you know, with a week's notice, and they're like, "Hey, you throw something together," and they're like, "Well, we want to be in it, so uh, yeah, sure, we'll throw something together." Yeah, uh, I am curious for something like Dirt or I'm trying to think of the other one, Dirt or the Yakuza one we're going to talk about. I'm curious if I go like try to catch those trailers from that their channels that aren't cut from this like that weren't just sliced out of the stream. Mm-hmm. If they are better, yeah. Well, we could do that after this. Yeah, but it's only like those two because those two have the budgets to have their launch trailers look perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Next up is Call of the Sea. An otherworldly adventure that takes place in the 1930s. It is story-driven. <clears throat> excuse me. It is a story-driven game that lets you take on the role of Nora, a woman who has crossed an ocean in a desperate search for her husband, who has gone missing on an expedition, and apparently found things once thought locked away. Yeah, apparently. I think is what she says. Uh, looks like a you know a calming exploration type puzzle-solving game. Mixed with some type of ancient beast mystery. Um, the and honestly, that one doesn't look bad for what it is. Yeah, it's stylized. So it's stylized. It it looks. It had like witness vibes to it for me, and I was like, okay, I I'm not gonna. It's not my style of game, but it doesn't look bad. Yeah. <clears throat> In comparison to everything else we're seeing. The Ascent. A solo and co-op action RPG set in a cyberpunk world. The mega corporation that owns you and everyone, the Ascent Group, has just collapsed. 
confusion and chaos ensue, security and order are in disarray, and without protection, everyone is left to fend for themselves. Stop gangs and hostile corporations from taking over and discover what really happened. General disarray. No, it uh, it does look interesting. Mm-hmm. It actually does have gameplay in the trailer. Yep. Or in the trailer we saw. Uh, it has gameplay to the point where whoever was holding a controller wasn't moving, but they were at least pulling the trigger, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> there were just those moments where the, the guy had the heavy gun and, and he's just not moving, but he's just standing there shooting it. I was like, I mean, like spin around or something, man. Come on. There's people all around you. Uh, but that one had also one of the better visuals to it of all of all of the things we saw. It it at least piqued some curiosity in me that I would pay attention. That'll be one that I pay attention to going forward. Just to see. Just to see. Uh, the cyberpunk themes this year are heavy. Well, Real heavy. I mean, I wonder why. <clears throat> Next, we have The Medium, a psychological horror game built around a central motif, how your perspective changes your perception. Uh, the score is composed by Akira Yama, Yamaoka. Y- y- Yamoka. Yama- I, no, I think you were right the first time. Yamaoka. I, th- I think. I'm not sure. If you're familiar with Silent Hill, Silent Hill, you'll know who I'm talking about. He was the composer for Silent Hill. Yeah, and has some interesting vibes. If you're into horror games, I think it's going to be one that you like. I'm not, but yeah, it definitely had an interesting... Had a cool it, thing going on. Yeah, it had a cool thing going on. It was, it actually made me like pay attention to the trailer because she is obviously the, she is the medium trying to jump back and forth between worlds and like what she's dealing with and like what's going to attack her type of things. Uh, so it at least made you look at it. Yeah. Where some of these other ones you could look away and not miss anything. That one at least was like, Ooh, what's happening over here? Somebody's cutting her hand and trying to sacrifice things to demons. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm watching you lady. Maybe that baby's a demon. Baby, baby in the belly. You didn't do the first shot where she's getting the sonogram. Oh yeah. The baby in the belly. Yeah. Scarlet Nexus. Is it BB? (laughs) (laughs) Crossover. Scarlet Nexus, a Bandai Namco RPG whose game description is too long. It takes place (laughs) in a future. (laughs) Uh. You like that? It takes place in a future where there are psionic warriors who face monsters called others. I like the creative naming. We fight monsters that are called others. Yeah, it's. They are others. Uh, you, you, uh, all these had like a really nice, like couple sentence summary. This thing was like multiple paragraphs. Well, this is the Scarlet Nexus. So it, there's yeah. a lot to tell you about. And it. I was like, bro, like no one wants to read through all this. Do you want to hit up your, um, anime tie? Uh, I mean, it, it reminds me of fire force. If you watch anime, um, you know, you got your. I mean, this is psychic. an anime. This is an anime game. Yeah, for it, all it really of, is. for all intents and purposes. It does look like an anime. Um, but not one I'll be playing. Not my Fire jam. Forces was what it was. Same, literally the same concept. It was, I guess you'd say, psionic warriors. Like they have some of them have different abilities, and they fight uh, basically fire demons, firefighters with psionic abilities who fight fire demons. Yep. 
called fire others. Haha, <laughs> no, not really, but it'd be funny. Uh, let's see here. Where are we? Second Extinction, a three-player co-op shooter where your goal is to wipe out the mutated dinosaurs that have taken over the planet. Stop it with the three-player shit. That's weird. I do agree. Stop it. I Just like the, because the the shooters do it doesn't mean you have to do it. What? When did you do it? Remember? Yes, I do remember the days, Matt. I remember the days of an even we literally, party system. We literally, like, it's, I don't know. I just don't know. Two people. Why is that so hard? Why, I, I don't where did they get this three-player thing? Like, oh, but like, it's almost you, like what if it was awkward and one of your friends was hanging out and you couldn't play with them? I'm like, then make it one to four players. Yeah. At what point do I ever have? I oh, just go back. Uh, anybody that's wondering, go back to my rant two weeks ago or last week, whatever it was, uh, on two person versus three person because three per. It, why? Why? Left for Dead was a four player co op. If you wanted it to be, yeah. Go with that model because it fucking worked. It was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. In this game, you could oh, easily scale it. Yeah, the, you, the the house is really dry right now. For some yeah, reason. my eyes are like are starting mm-hmm. to really water to fix that. Oh. I'm tr- you know, normally I I just for the people at home who don't know. What I look like? No, I usually have two bottles I'm of water. Disgusting. <laughs> here that I don't necessarily need both waters, and I just by habit drink them. I'm like the throat is. Yeah, it's funny because normally you might even leave like half of one, or like in in weeks past you've just left one here, and I turn around halfway through the week and I'm like, oh, Matt left the water. Nope, both are gone. Yep, and we're not done, and my drink's gone, and I'm just like, oh, maybe it's the food. I don't know. It could be. I think it, I do think it's the house is dry though because my eyes are trying to like start crying. If I start crying, it's not because of anything you said. Don't worry. It's these terrible games. Yakuza. <laughs> the visuals made me cry. Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, you play as a lo- <laughs> you play as a low ranking yakuza grunt left on the brink of death by the man he trusted most. Take up your legendary bat and get ready to crack some underworld skulls in dynamic RPG combat set against the backdrop. Of modern day Japan. I. So I think Yakuza games are a joke. They're a joke, but they're like. But they know. They're like. They're. Yeah. They double down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's like, hey, let's have this serious story, but we're also going to have all these silly side quests. Uh, After I watched uh, Ray Narvaez or Brown Man on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Brown Man, go give him a sub. He played Yakuza Zero. All the way through. And I watched a lot of it. Because I'm in quarantine. And what else do I have to do? The story was decently like seriously toned. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of these like serious moments. Then he's doing side activities. And they're just comical. Yeah, I watched one uh, where he was... The main character was trying to teach a dominatrix how to be dominant. Yeah. She was like a shy really you know introverted girl yeah she was a terrible dominatrix and he taught her how to be a good dominant it's like such this which is just a weird storyline uh there's ones where uh, he was singing karaoke he would go bowling he uh, was helping somebody uh one of the side characters because that one was set in the 80s i think 
he was helping one character who had an invention called the bag phone, which if anybody is technology or, or that old, you know what a bag phone was. And it was basically you walking around with a, like a satchel that had the phone in a bag, which the bag was just a giant battery and the kids getting beat up and whatever. And you help them out. And then you go to make a call. The battery's dead. His shoulder hurts. Cause he's been holding on to the thing all the whole time. And like, it's just all, there's just so many side stories that are happening the entire time. And then it's immediately is like, you must go back and get my daughter before she is killed. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just got done singing karaoke. Can we like slow up for a bit? Uh, also in the trailer, I find it awesome. First off, his hairstyle when he comes back out of jail. <laughs> I, I did nice, like the transformation. Yeah, he gets that nice almost like fro going. And then uh, I wonder if it's because of all the lightning you keep seeing. Maybe. Yeah, he just statically charged and it poofed his hair. Yeah. Or, well, sorry, not or. And I liked the King Arthur pulling the bat out of the <laughs> out of the pavement of just he pulls out this barbed wire bat like he's pulling Excalibur and just ah. I like the trailer transition too because it's like serious, serious, then all of a sudden it's just like shit just gets nuts with pulling the bats out. Giant There's lobster, lightning, giant yeah, the giant fucking lobster. I'm yeah. like, what is going on? It's one where it's like I feel like we should we should play it. Like that should be we should the so Yakuza Sunday, games. So like, Sunday, I need you to drop me off for a car. We should finish Man of Medan. Also, we should get Yakuza. <laughs> it is definitely one of the like I do want to play one eventually. Yeah, I think I think we have a bright future for our our channel if the PGA Tour thing happens. Because oh, Matt, we will one v one in PGA Tour, and then we will get angry and go play Yakuza and start laughing when one of us has to fight giant enemy crab god, and then not laugh when it kicks our ass. And then laugh more mm-hmm. as I pull out my bat and my sweet dragon tat of doom. <laughs> dragon back tat, mind you. Oh, big dragon. Speaking of back tats, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Segway. A game engine trailer that shows off the setting. That's basically what it was. Um, we already know what Assassin's Creed Valhalla is on Twitter. But but the biggest part of this whole thing is what you're about to say, Matt. Which didn't even take place at the event. And it didn't. And I am so disappointed it didn't. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter, and Ubisoft exec, specifically one uh, from the Middle East. I can't remember. His like, title was like uh, something of the Middle East, you know, like that region. Yeah. Uh, said, quote, neither the longest nor the biggest game in the series listened to this point of criticism as well and worked on it. And that was a translation via Google. Good. We need to bring you guys back in from your odyssey. Yes. Yeah. Even Origins. Let's just let's come back a little bit. Because as I said last week, you're starting to get too crazy. Let's just, let's take that. Uh, if everybody, everybody at home, go ahead and hold your arms out right in front of you, straight out. Like you're about to do a, like the mummy walk almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Egyptian walk. But I don't want to do that music. Hold your arms out. And so this is where Assassin's Creed started. Notice you got about a foot maybe a little bit more gap between your arms. Now move them 180 degrees out as if you were pretending you were an airplane. Welcome to Odyssey. That's how much the game tried to cover was this gigantic arc. So now we're just going to kind of hope that our arms come slightly back in, maybe to like 45 degrees from where they were. And let's, let's cover that much. No more, maybe less, but no more than that. As if we're going for a big embracing hug. Does that make sense, Matt? 
Is that a good? It does. Um, what would you consider to be the best Assassin's Creed game? Oh, the best Assassin's like objectively the best or one I enjoyed the most. Um, or, or same same. You like, could you could either or both. Fuck it, both. Hmm. Two. Okay. To illustrate the point, Assassin's Creed Two for a completionist run, thirty-five hours. Wait, and completionist is everything in the game, hundred percenting it. So. Yes. Would you like to guess Odyssey? Odyssey's completionist run? Yes. Which is which is a hundred percent of the game, which means collecting everything and blah blah blah, which means uh two hundred and thirty six hours. That's insane. One twenty five. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is not much better. One twenty five, which is still almost a hundred hours more than Assassin's Creed two. Yeah. That's where we need to we need to for reference, Black Flag, another game you're not a fan of. I'm not a huge fan of it, no. 58 hours for a completionist run. What's Origins? 81 and a half. Okay. Now, here's here's the funny thing. When you compare, let's say, let's say two Black Flag and Origins. We'll throw Odyssey out of this because Odyssey has too many problems for me. But we'll say those three. We'll say the game where the problem started a game that I enjoyed and the game that I think is best. 35 for a completionist run is pretty good. 50 something for a completionist run is pretty good in terms of like timing wise. Honestly, I think 50 something, if this game's around 50 something, that's pretty good. That's not bad at all. So, but most of the game, only three games really are offensive as far as length. Odyssey. Yep. Origins. Origins and... The last one's kind of a weird one. Unity? Yep, Unity. Unity Unity is probably there only because the game would constantly crash because they couldn't render how many people they... Cause they, they used that it would as, make sense they used because... It as a, they used it as a tech demo. They kept trying to throw... I don't know if you remember this. They Because uh, Unity came out the same time Rogue did. Rogue was the 360 and, and PS3 one. And then yep. Unity was the Xbox One, PS4 one. And they were trying to take advantage of all the tech. So when you'd run through a city, they dropped so many NPCs into the streets that the game would crash. Or you would constantly get those like no-face people where only their eyes and mouths show up. And everything just looks terrible. And the game would lag. So a main plus extra run for Unity, which is probably you know, the average run, we'll say. 33 hours. A completionist run. Okay. 77 and a half. Yeah, that's... Was it a collect-a-thon, I'm assuming? I'm all... That's the joke with an Ubisoft game is it's a collect-a-thon. It probably had the 200 feathers thing in it where you had to run around the map and find all of those and then all the other stuff. Um, because, I mean, that's really the only one where there's like a huge jump between... Yeah, it's almost double the amount of time to finish a completionist run. Or to finish a completionist part of it, like... Yeah. The main campaign takes you 35 hours, and you have to do more than 35 hours again to finish it. Like, that's that's a lot. Um, I think 55 is a solid, solid time. Even if that's the main campaign is 55, that's fine. If a completionist run is only, like, 68. Yeah. But if your completionist is at 55 and your main campaign's at, like, 40 or mm-hmm. 33... 
if your main campaign is 30 hours long and it's a 25 hour after that for completions, that's a lot of game still. That is a lot of game. <clears throat> and don't. And <laughs> I was I was gonna say it's funny because the if you just do the main campaign on Origins, I think it's twenty hours. If you just do the main campaign on Odyssey, it's like thirty-eight. Right. But both of those problems don't allow you to do that. You almost you you remember you know what I mean? Like because both of those games have that leveling mechanic where you can't just yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Which it's way more Without- Origins, you're okay. You're probably okay for the most part. There'll be some spots. Odyssey, it's just straight up like they just fuck you. Yeah. Origins, you can get away with it much easier than you can Odyssey. Odyssey will beat you down for being in the wrong area when you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a timing thing where I think 55 hours as as a completionist thing is pretty good. But here's here's my big difference with Origins odyssey black flag assassin's creed 2 all that stuff right for me as a player what was enjoyable origins was enjoyable 2 was enjoyable stuff where i was actually more (laughs) boots on the ground like combat and having those more assassiny moments and not world touring all across like the reason black flag is completionist is 55 hours because you have to fucking sail everywhere and it's terrible and then you have to do sailing battles terrible odyssey probably the exact same thing because you have to do shit in the ocean and it's like no it's so time consumingly terrible to be wasting around out there when i could just not do that and it's like oh origins you're only forced into that giant sea battle in that one part where you have to was it go see or take cleopatra to alexander or yeah, something or caesar whatever it is or Mark Anthony, I fucking don't remember. You you have to go across with her, that storyline, and that's the only time you have to do it. Of like the big sea battle. Otherwise, yeah, you can just hop on a, like a little boat and jet across the lake really quick. But that's not that bad. So, it, it's just the other ones were good at not feeling oh, feeling like a grind, feeling like a grind while still being one. Where Odyssey went. Y'all like grinding? How about some more grinding? Hey, by the way, grind, 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 grind. And it's like, no, 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 stop that now. I, I'm i curious. I'm really looking forward to seeing if if that state, how accurate that statement is. Right. How much, if they genuinely scaled back or if it's like a. Or if they think they scaled back. Yeah. Like, and, and I guess. I, like, I think no matter what, they'll try. If. If they went from Odyssey back to Origins, would you consider that a scale back? Because I, I personally would not. I would consider it a, uh, a scale back, but it once again depends on what they're doing. Yeah. Because just scaling it back in terms of like, okay, there's slightly less to do, but you're still going to make me do the awful shit where it feels bad. It's not going to help your case. Yeah. Like if you still took Odyssey and still put it into Origins timeline, I still wouldn't like it because there's still all these mechanics that slow down the game. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you sailed all the way to this island. Now get off your damn horse and run into the middle of it to talk to one person, then run to another part of the island to talk to them, and then run all the way back to your boat. Like, there were a lot of just times like that where I'm like, this is 30 minutes, and I'm doing nothing. Yeah. So it's a lot of, you need to scale back, but also still make everything be meaningful Mm -hmm. to an extent. Obviously, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want you to just start shoehorning in things, which is what 
for you. Oh, you can go to Stonehenge. Cool. You know what? You want know what I don't care about? <gasps> Going to Stonehenge. Who'd have thought? <clears throat> oh, you can go to Stone. I love that that became like a talking point. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. There were a lot of sites that were like, you can go to Stonehenge. And I was like, holy shit. And you can go to the pyramids in Egypt. Who'd have fucking thought? Why is this a story thing? <laughs> remember when uh, Remember when Assassin's Creed was historically accurate? Shut the hell up. All right. We're, we're going to be spending too much time on this. Um, do you want to move on to the last, the last say, thing? I was going to say, which part do you want to discuss about being historically accurate? Because technically there's history in all of the games that is decently close. Mm-hmm. Minus the part where nobody mentions that one warrior took on an entire army with some god weapon and murdered all of them by herself. And no one thought twice. Weird. Hey, have you noticed that uh, sometimes like when we're fighting, the Spartans have this chick? Like, just fighting with them? I don't know. Yeah, it does seem weird. Hey, does that chick that's on our side look like her? Oh, that is weird. What the hell is she doing over here? We were just fighting in the other province. Well, I, you know what, Matt? These 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 herbs, man, they're too much. Too much. Because uh, that whole thing doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can ally with Sparta for this fight. Or you can ally with Athens. Who cares? Yay. I'm like, No! Yay! <laughs> City states. And meanwhile, I watch everybody that's just like Odyssey was my favorite game, and I'm like, I wish you played the other ones. I liked Odyssey, but for different, I like reasons. moments of Odyssey. I think Odyssey's issue. But there's a whole which thing we're is. spending way too much time on this, but <laughs> Odyssey's issue what is the that Assassin's Creed podcast is that it Assassin's Creed is in front of it. Yes. No, if I 100% you, agree. If you just removed if you removed the words Assassin's Creed and just called it Odyssey and literally just call it Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I think that's a solid name still just for a, a standalone name. For what that game is, Odyssey, and then like or name it out, the Iliad or <laughs> maybe strip out some of the I mean, you could strip out the the Assassin's Creed stuff from that game. And the game would still be fully a full fleshed out don't, game. Don't even strip out the Assassin's Creed stuff. Just strip out the the specific moments dealing with the weapons. Like the fact that you have this anointed weapon that you have to go places for. Mm-hmm. Like, ignore that. You can still have the weapon be like, this is Leonidas' spear type of thing. And everybody knows it's his spear because of how it looks. But not because it has these godly powers. And you still have an entirely large game dealing with the Greece and everything like that. That is still rich in mythos and history. And it's the it's what we worry about that I worry about with Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Does Assassin's Creed make sense being in front of it? Only time will tell. Wait till we get uh, what's their boat game? Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. And everybody just goes, "Why didn't you put Assassin's Creed in front of this one?" Ah, who knows. <laughs> That game might get canceled. Yeah, that game might not come out. <laughs> Do, what comes out first, the TV show or the game? Here we go. Rumor Roundup. Oh, yay, Roundup. And then we can get this show rounded up. According to Jason Schreier, Sony plans on having a PS5 event soon. Quote, as far as I know, Sony is still on track to do it at least one thing by early June or by mid-June. End quote. All right, cool. We'll see. We're going to do one thing. We're going to do one thing only. It's provocative. Uh, Gets people going. 
And then I think there was a follow-up tweet by him that said that called out specifically June 5th, I think is what he said. 4th or 5th. I guess Uh, that is early or mid-June, depending on when you define both of those dates. (laughs) Ubisoft has registered the domain name princeofpersia6.com. Uh, last time this happened, which was with Prince of Persia Five dot com, we got a Prince of Persia game a couple years later. I it would be really <clears throat> weird to see a Prince of Persia game coming out. I agree. That would that would be uh. All right, where's Splinter Cell? I feel like that's needed before Prince of Persia. But, yeah, whatever you know. happened with? I mean, they were like basically, hey, we got a Splinter Cell game. They just they like to get you right there and then let you stop. You know, hands off. Like, hey, did you really want that Splinter Cell? Yeah, you like Sam Fisher, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got to go now. See you later. Bye. Ubisoft, that's called edging. And I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) EA updated their slate of game releases for 2021 fiscal year. And included on that list was, quote, EA HD title, end quote. A few journalists and insiders are reporting this to be a Mass Effect Trilogy remaster. Sure, yeah, why not? Because we're going to take three words that literally could mean anything, EA, HT title, and not say it's Skate 4. So, Skate Remastered. You're welcome. Another rumor that showed up too late to be added. But EA also lost the skate licensing, so I mean... Yeah, um... There was some skateboarder who said that there is a game, another skateboarding game in the works... Um, and then there was another unrelated rumor from another source. These are questionable sources, by the way. Oh, okay. That said that EA didn't want to go forward with Skate 4, but they were more interested in a skateboarding mobile game. No. <laughs> so let's hope those aren't true. You guys, all right, listen. So we give you the board, but you need to buy the loot boxes to get the trucks, the nuts, the wheels. All the screws to put it into your board, and within like a month and forty thousand dollars, you can actually ride on a skateboard in the game, in which we only put one rail and one slight ramp, no half pipe. You're welcome. EA Mobile Games, give me all your money. All right, that's the roundup. That's the news. That's it. It's a lot of news, mostly because we spent way too much time on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and hopefully, sometime Nate will stop talking about it. Uh. But if there's a gameplay reveal, it won't go any quiet, any easier. <laughs> I always hope for the best, you know. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Maybe on we'll this get... podcast that means something completely different. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get uh, you know that gameplay trailer and like some developer commentary, and all of our fears and questions will be. I would love nothing answered. more than to be ha- like excited for this game. Same, and I'm not. I'm not like dismissing it, but I I don't have the the fire lit underneath me that every other fanboy does. Yeah, but it's just one of those. Yeah, that concludes the news. If you are done listening, well, we'll see you later. But you know, I don't want you to be so stick around and listen to what Matt's done for the last seven days. Uh, what have I done for the last seven days? Um. I've slowly forced, not forced, I've convinced Samantha to take up video gaming. So we've been <laughs> working on some of those old, you know, you know, the I've, games that you tell people to play when they're... I've, I've slowly coerced her to come to the dark side. Uh, I think, I think a lot of it's the girlfriend reviews because like the she gr- started, you girlfriend know. Girlfriend reviews is a great channel. 
So like she watched me play Half Life Alex, and I think that kind of interested her a little bit. And then she did she ever into... play any of it? I think she said she did. She played a, well. She played a little bit. Yeah, she, she played the first chapter. Um, yeah. and then she played Beat Saber, and that game fucked me up, man. Uh, a little super hot. Super super hot. Right I could have. She didn't that game like all super day. hot. Oh, so good though. Uh, she loved Beat Saber. Beat Saber um, was a lot of fun, but. <laughs> I think it would be even more fun now that you've got your own tracks. I think that would be like the real. Yeah, yeah it is. It's it's much better. Yeah. Because um, when you know what you're playing, it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And it's the mod. You can search in game and download the. Oh, there you go. So that that's makes it at. much easier too. Yeah. Uh, she played Portal 1. I helped her a little bit. Not did, a lot, did, you, did you guys finish Portal 1? She finished Portal 1. Oh, nice. Uh, so gets, now I can say the cake is a lie and she'll get cake it. Cake is a lie. We played all of the Portal 2 co-op maps. Oh, all right. And she played through the Portal 2 campaign. Look at her go. Yeah, she's trucking. Um, I'm proud of her. And then we have we have to figure out what we're going to do next. Because uh, she wants to play co-op stuff, which obviously I get it. The next step, I'm trying to grab uh, one of the, the H1 cases whenever they get back in stock. The oh, oh, yeah. H1. yeah. Um, and then once I do that, I'll have two, two fully functional gaming computers and we'll be able to work. It'll, our options, you know, expand greatly. So your your options not only expand greatly, but you can also own your computer again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what have I been playing personally? Uh, only snow runners really, which is describe snow runners. Cause I, I based on the keywords you gave me, remember it, but I know people do not know that game. So if you're familiar with spin tires or mud runners, it's one of the it's in that franchise made by and it's made by Saber Interactive. What it is essentially is it's a sim of sorts where you basically do off-roading and the premise is like in this particular game, you have several maps. The game is much larger than I thought it was when I purchased it. Okay. I'll say that. Um like the first map is Michigan. Uh, the premise is this town has been flooded and you are like a trucker type person and you're delivering supplies and helping out and doing this stuff. To the flooded town. Yes. Okay. And so basically you're just off-roading with big rigs, trucks, whatever you got to do. Um, bridge repairs, scouting locations, finding stuff, delivering stuff. It gets kind of nuts. Uh, the physics engines are crazy with the mud, vehicles tipping over. You got your winching, you got cranes, you got all sorts of crazy stuff That's, going there's on. There's a lot more than I thought was going on. Same, same, same. <laughs> um, and you can, you, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a weird sim because you know how most sims are like very uh, focused. For the most part, yeah, for the most part, yeah. This one's like kind of all over the place. Like you physically drive the trucks, but you also are like trying to be strategic where like you can own a whole fleet of trucks and be placing them strategically around the map so you can do things more effectively because you can hop from truck to truck to truck and drive them. And then like, say you have a truck that has something on it that needs to be delivered and you tip that truck over. You can recover back to your base of operations, but like you got to start over. Oh, so it might be more 
time effective to drive out there with another vehicle and try to rescue it on the spot of instead like of recovering fl- it. Flipping it back over. Mm-hmm. And reloading the stuff back on it or whatever the case may be. Oh, my God. Yeah. it's. I Have you done that yet? Yes. And <laughs> it's... I kind of... My, my brain, like, hurts thinking of yeah, that. Yeah. You should probably play it at some point just to just so you can be like, what the fuck I probably this? don't even need to play it. I I think I'll just watch. Yeah, you could watch a 20-minute yeah. video and get the whole gist of the game. Or, like, the next time you're playing it, I'll just tell mm-hmm. you to hit that stream live button and yeah. I'll just watch on Discord. So there's three locations. There's Michigan, Alaska, Russia. Okay. And inside each location, there's multiple maps. You know what so, they say about going into a Russian winter, man. Uh, Michigan has four maps. Okay. Alaska has Alaska and Ru- Russia. I think only has one Alaska. I'm not sure, but like I got annoyed with the capabilities of some of my vehicles to where like Russia's clearly the hardest place. Yeah. But they also separate. Uh, so like when you're in Michigan, you can only purchase trucks that are available in the U S. Oh, interesting. So, I went to my garage in Russia and purchased, you know, got to get one of those fucking Russian trucks, (laughs) (laughs) those big monstrosities. And I had it moved back to the U S so I could like have something. (laughs) You're like, I need one of these Russian trucks. I'll ship it back to Michigan. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm like sick of this shit. So I went to Russia and bought like this just fucking monstrosity with like 59 inch tires, you know, like just some, something stupid. Yeah. It's been, I put probably, you got to be over 20 hours at least. I'm not sure. I Last time I looked, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't as high as I was expecting it to be. And I think it's because the game is so slow that you feel like you're playing it forever. Uh-huh. Um, and then on top of that, you're not really making progress quickly, obviously, because right. the game's slow. So. Oh, well. I just feel like every time I open Discord lately, I see you in SnowRunners, and I'm like, what is he playing? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm doing you know the usual. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I got. Um, and I have no firm plans other than you know chipping away at Snowrunner. Fair enough. So that's it for me. Sounds sounds simple. Yeah, yeah, simple, but it's honest work. Mm-hmm. It's that game that it's what it does for me is it's that game that, um, kind of like what Destiny did when we were playing Destiny, where it's like it doesn't require attention a ton of attention it's just mindless yeah. stuff and it's kind of soothing so like i can listen to something you know talk to something, about watch something yeah. whatever yeah i mean that's at, at a point that's what destiny was for us not at the offset but like once uh, especially destiny one once we were geared or whatever we're like all right well we just gotta get this stuff done you guys want to run through strikes and then the three of us would just mind, like, once again stupid three player fucking yeah we would just run through strikes and just not be thinking yeah and even when the raid came out the first raid it took us a couple weeks to get that completely down and then for the most part we could sleep through that and then only had to pay attention a little bit on archivon and then we didn't have to pay attention again until they purposely broke it yeah but it, it was a it was a very chill just eh, let's hang out and talk what do you got anything new and exciting i got a whole lot of nothing new and exciting it's mostly been uh animal crossing it's been world of warcraft and it's been mlb the show uh and when I'm not getting annoyed at WoW, I maybe play some Magic the Gathering on my PC. I've uh, been dabbling with Ableton and making some music. Yeah, that's and, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's inter- it. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes like that, that mix that I played to you where I was just 
mix like live mixing jamming things i was like I listened to that for probably three minutes the other day, numerous times uh, while I was just like tweaking to see if there was things I wanted to add. But now I think at some point I might just press record and do the live mix that I want to of it for like three minutes mm-hmm. and then just see how it sounds mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. That's locked in. Let's move on to a different one and see what's yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, it that's been interesting. And then at some point I do need to play journey. I, I have it installed, but I just haven't done it yet. And, It'll probably be, I I have some stuff I need to knock out on the show. I have four challenges that I need to, or four four goals that I need to meet. And once those are done, I think I'm going to have some downtime for a little bit. So I'll probably play it, play Journey then. Just because every time I boot up the PlayStation, it's already on the show. And I'm like, well, I'm already here, so I might as well play it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we have stuff that I would like us to play at some point. But that'll take uh that'll take us being in the same the same vicinity and building mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's really it and then uh, i finished westworld the season finale wrapped last week uh so now it's going to be devs is going to be my watch and then uh i might watch the hbo watchman series just because i'm curious i've heard that's really good my my buddy from work said it was really good when he watched it and he's like you should really sit down and watch it and i was like all right well now that I finished two of my shows in, in Lego Masters and Westworld, so now I have just devs, so I can add in that. Mm-hmm. Outsider, I don't think I'm going back to. It was good, but it was kind of slow. It, for me, it was just kind of slow and like whatever, and I just never, it never hooked me. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's fair. Yeah, Sometimes you just got to let stuff go. That's how it is. But all right. Yeah, that's it. We will uh, see you guys next week. Once again, comments are down there's a link in all the descriptions of wherever you're watching this that's just there it's a little survey you click click the thing and then fill it out and i'll read it and if it's a question or something that we need to read on here i'll read it on here if not then i'll just take that and file it away under complaints and or notes depends on your attitude we'll see you later bye-bye 